Hey, you're listening to the C3 Network Podcast with Dan Holland. Our mission is to create a network of micro churches that are finding, teaching, and equipping people to be on mission. Our hope is that this encourages you. Be sure to leave us a review so you can help us share our message with more people who need to hear it. And now, Dan Holland. Today, we're kicking off a series called How to Build a Life That Lasts, and it's based on 2 Peter chapter 1. This passage is serious encouragement for every believer. You may already know much of what we're going to be talking about, but I want to refresh your memory about how to grow spiritually. Like I said, you may already know these things, but these nine verses have sustained my faith my entire life, and they can sustain your faith as well. That's why they were written in the first place. Really, what we have in these nine verses, we're going to look over the next nine weeks. It's powerful, and it makes the promise that focusing on these eight qualities will make you effective and productive in your knowledge of Jesus Christ. Doesn't that sound great? And when it comes to your faith, who doesn't want to be productive and effective? We all want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant, and not why don't you get off the couch and actually do something? All right, let's start with two questions. First, do you believe that God is all-powerful? And second, do you believe that God gave you the ability to choose? That God is all-powerful, but that at the same time, he gave you the ability to choose. Now, most people would say, yes, God is powerful, and Yes, we can choose. In fact, this passage in 2 Peter 1 starts out by saying in, in verse 3, you know what? Let's just read this together. Open your Bible, 2 Peter chapter 1, starting with verse 3. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them, you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desire. Now, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to your goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affection love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, if you're like me, your antennas just probably went up whenever you hear anybody say, I guarantee it. Am I right? But I'm telling you, the guarantee that I'm about to share with you is one that you can trust. Why? Because Peter, who was inspired by the Holy Spirit, is the one who makes it. This is the guarantee backed by God. What is the guarantee? Peter guarantees it is this. It's that we can have a positive and profound impact on the world. Isn't that what we want? When you envision your funeral service, do you see people who are like, I'm just here for old friends, or I really needed a place to wear my black dress, or I felt obligated because 
I didn't think anyone else was going to show up. Or I heard there was a potluck afterwards. Or there's going to be some food. Or do you see folks eager to tell stories of how you shaped their life? Come on. We all want a few great stories told about us, right? Peter, in verse 8, uses negative language. But he guarantees this can be a, a reality. Listen. Listen to what he says. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will, not they might, might is possibility language, will is guarantee language. They will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now let's rephrase from the negative to the positive. You will be effective and productive. You will make a difference. It's guaranteed. This is exciting. But how can Peter make such a guarantee? Well, it's because God has given us everything we need. Now stop, I want you to think about that. He's given you everything you need for life and godliness. Everything? Everything. You have everything you need. God has done his part. He's given us everything that we need for life and godliness. He's done his part. Now we have to do our part, we've got a part to play. And that's why Peter describes in more specific terms what participating in the divine nature should look like. He starts off by saying, make every effort. We have to have a resolve. There's gotta be a desire, a commitment to grow and to be transformed. Without that, there's no growth. Now, continuing with that verse, verse five through seven, he just says, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. Now, I want you to think about this. If it's true that God has given us everything we need, and it is true, then the seeds of each of those virtues that he just listed are already, they're already in each one of us. You see, everything starts small and carries the potential of growth. I think you know that. Every time, every tree started as a seed. Every great athlete started by learning basic skills. But potential isn't enough. Potential must be nurtured. The seeds of these virtues are in you. They're in me. They're in all of us waiting to be nurtured. Now, what's the potential of these eight qualities? Peter tells us something that is absolutely amazing. Let's look back at verse 8. He says, for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, faith starts small and grows goodness. And when you see goodness, the root system is faith. The same is true for each quality. You see, out of faith grows goodness and out of goodness grows knowledge and out of knowledge grows self-control, and out of self-control grows perseverance, and out of perseverance, well, you grow godliness, and out of godliness grows mutual affection. Out of mutual affection well, grows love. The key here is that each one grows, and Peter wrote, in increasing measure. The transformation doesn't happen in a blinding flash. It's not something that a person can consider completed or look back and say, well, now that's finished. In increasing measure means that the process is ongoing. It's constant. Now, in contrast, those who don't have these qualities are spiritually sick. What he says in verse 9 is, but if anyone doesn't have them, 
He is nearsighted and blind, and he's forgotten that he's been cleansed from his past sins. In short, the person is suffering from short-sightedness, blindness, or forgetfulness. Someone who is blind can't see at all. Someone who's nearsighted can't see off into the distance. Someone who is forgotten can't remember the grace of God in the past. They're blind and they're short-sighted. They have forgotten. You know, when I was 18 years old, I memorized these nine verses, and I'd recite them each evening as I prayed, and it helped me to focus on things that matter most. These passages reminded me that I could be effective and productive for the Lord, even when, even when I failed. And it can do the same thing for you. Make it your goal to memorize these nine verses over the next uh, few weeks. Would you say that you possess these qualities in increasing measure? You know, I love that he writes next in verse 10 and 11, Therefore, my brothers, be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure. Why? For if you, pos- if you do these things, you will never fall and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. See, God has called us. God has chosen us. He, he called us to follow him in faith. And what's the result? It's that you're going to receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I look forward to being with you there. There's not going to be any distance between us when we're there. Now, as you begin to see changes and transformations occurring in your life, these changes serve to make your calling and election sure. The opposite is also true. If your life, if our life shows no positive changes and this causes you no concern at all, then you should wonder and question whether you are a true believer in Jesus Christ. Now, why did Peter give them these eight qualities? Was it because they didn't know these things? Nope. In fact, this, and this is interesting, he tells us why he wrote this. Look in, in chapter 1, jump down to verse 12. He said, So I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. I think it is right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body, because I know that I will soon put it aside as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. And I will make every effort to see that after my departure, you will always be able to remember these things. Now, why did he write them? Because he tells them these things. He said, because I know that this is what it's going to take for you to finish strong, to build a life that would last. He knew that some of the things may have become so familiar to them and to us that we would lose them and set them aside as nice, but not vital. I want you to think about that. Whenever Peter knew that he wasn't going to be with these people very long, he wanted them not to just have a life of faith where they didn't grow, where their faith was ineffective and unproductive. So he gave them these eight qualities, starting with faith. And what we have here from Peter is an unfolding of faith, if you will. Out of faith emerges goodness. Out of goodness emerges knowledge. Out of knowledge emerges self-control. Out of self-control emerges perseverance. Out of perseverance emerges godliness. And out of godliness will emerge mutual affection. Out of mutual affection, love. So he begins with faith and ends with love. 
It's an unfolding of faith. Each step leads to the next. The practice of one quality leading to the next quality until you arrive at love. Start in faith, and before you know it, you're living in love. Start with faith, and that can be the size of a mustard seed. Your faith doesn't have to be very large. You can take the next step, which is putting into practice what you know to be true. Isn't that good? When you do what you know is right and true, you are building a life that lasts. The problem often isn't usually what we don't know that bothers us. It's what we do know but refuse to practice. Learn this phrase. Faith will tell you what to do. Love will tell you how. You start with faith. You end with love. Isn't that the radical center of God's will? Faith tells you what to do. Love tells you how. Another way of looking at these eight qualities is as a mathematical equation, if you would. Let's do a warm-up. Okay, ready? One plus one equals what? Yeah, the answer is two. All right, now two plus two is equal to what? That'd be four. See, it works every time. Now that you're warmed up, let's do some spiritual math. Let's add the qualities mentioned by Peter in the order that he listed them. You know, I used to think that order didn't matter with these qualities, but I've thought about this for more than 30 years, and I now see the wisdom of the order. So let me show you, let me show you what I mean, and you can let me know if you agree. All right, the first equation would be this. Faith plus goodness equals knowledge. If knowledge is understanding and you want to understand something, then make every effort to start with faith, add in goodness, and you will understand. You'll gain knowledge, wisdom, understanding, and not simply book knowledge. See how that works? Second equation. Goodness plus knowledge equals self-control. Think of self-control as an inner strength. If you want the result of growing stronger internally, then you're going to need to make every effort to add to your goodness knowledge, and you will gain self-control. Third equation. Knowledge plus self-control equals or leads up to perseverance. Perseverance is just patient endurance. If, if we want to grow in perseverance, we're going to need to make every effort to add to our knowledge, self-control. Focus on controlling what you know to be true, and that causes perseverance to increase in your life. Fourth equation, self-control plus perseverance equals godliness. Godliness is when you have a reverence for God. When you're living in a way that acknowledges God, then you're living a godly life. Now, godliness isn't always expressed by churchy stuff. It's most often seen after a season of getting stronger internally and persevering in faith and not throwing away your confidence in Christ. Then you know that your deep reverence for God. Fifth equation, perseverance plus godliness equals mutual affection. It's also called brotherly kindness. You see, one of the first indicators that you're growing in faith is how you talk about and act towards brothers and sisters in Christ. That's especially true when you've been hurt. When you're making every effort to add to your perseverance, a reverence for God, you love the people he loves. And when you're, when you're including God in everything, that's reverence for God, and loving your neighbors yourself, you know what love is. That's the final mathematical equation. The sixth equation, godliness 
plus mutual affection equals love. Now, why does brotherly love come before love of God? Well, it's because the love we show others indicates our level of love for God. You see, if you respond positively to the challenge to grow these qualities in your life, you will find encouragement in the words, you will never fail. This doesn't mean that you're never going to have a problem or that you, you're never going to sin again. The picture is that of a march. And the point here is that the true believer is never going to fall out of the march to heaven. Walk in the light. You can be assured of a glorious welcome into the eternal home, the eternal kingdom of God. That's the way Peter uh, wrote it. God's never going to change his mind about you, and he won't change the rules about how to get to heaven either. Listen, he called you. He chose you and he has placed you with, he has placed within you the seeds of faith, goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, mutual affection, and love, all to make you effective and productive in your spiritual life. And isn't that great news? So what do you think? Is your faith effective? Is your faith productive? Do you want to be effective? Do you want to be productive? As a next step, start by memorizing these nine verses. Write them on a note card or in your daily planner. Maybe write them in a journal. Then write the nine verses again tomorrow and the next day and the next day until they become a part of what you think. Every day, maybe before bedtime or with morning coffee, speak them out loud or, or run a meditation through of them through your mind. This is absolutely necessary as a first step. And maybe memorizing scripture is something that's, that's new to you and maybe a, a little bit scary. Do it anyway. If you tell me that you can't, I say that's a bunch of nonsense because you memorize the words to 50 songs. We remember what we want to remember. Isn't that right? Hide God's word in your heart and experience its power to transform you. What did Paul writes in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, love this verse, don't conform any longer to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Change your mind, change your life. Control your thoughts, control your life. True transformation starts inside of us, not, not outside of us. How you think must come first. Start by memorizing this passage. It's not a contest, though. To grow spiritually, simply follow this process each day. Give yourself permission to practice these qualities one day at a time. Don't worry about tomorrow. Live one day at a time. You know, Jesus taught us in Matthew chapter 6, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow is going to worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Remember that each day brings new opportunities and challenges. One of the eight qualities will likely be highlighted in your life each day. These qualities are tools to be used to make you productive and effective in your faith. Think of each quality to be developed as an important part of spiritual growing process of just growing. Live one day at a time. Begin each morning with a statement, this statement right here. Today I will make every effort to add to my faith. As you pray, ask the Lord to give you the strength that you're going to need for the day and then live it in joy, contentment, and gratitude. I want to pray for you now 
that God will cause these qualities to grow in your life. We have the freedom to live this way because we are forgiven. We are not working somehow to make God love us more or to earn his forgiveness. We want to be effective and productive, and that's our motivation. And we live this way because we already know that God loves us, and because of Christ, we're forgiven. So today, pray this small but powerful prayer. Lord, today, I will make every effort because I am forgiven and loved by God. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that this is true, that you love us and that we are forgiven. I pray, Father, that in the coming weeks, you will help each one of us to experience the truth of what Scripture teaches, that as these qualities grow in our life, we will be effective and productive in our knowledge of Jesus Christ. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. If you like this podcast, we post a new episode each week. So be sure to subscribe and leave us a review so you can help share our message. We'll see you next time.